seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. Oh, this you crazy mother. video game podcast at the oscars i'm uh one of your hosts this week brian hitchcock daniels and joining me across the universe on skype is todd kugler fortner what's going on man oh man you know another wonderful day on this side of the universe good sir another good day mr hitchcock <laughs> you, can finally, <laughs> you can finally call yourself that now <laughs> i've embraced uh, man, it how you doing how you doing man i'm good it's been a it's been a pretty hectic, crazy week with a bunch of stuff going on, not just work related, but a bunch of other stuff I'll talk about. So there hasn't been much gaming this week. Um, I can't reveal a whole lot of details about what's going on, but I will talk a little bit around the bush. As well, they say look, in man, the there hasn't been a bunch of gaming for you this week. No, I've been gaming. You've been I'm, gaming. I'm always on. I'm always gaming, fool. Always. Yeah. You are more <laughs> dedicated than I, sir. No, 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 no. Let's not say that. Let's not say that. I'm just saying, I'm, you know, I'm talking about different levels of game that, you know what I'm saying, that we can matriculate and share in, my friend. You know what I'm saying? It's a different type of game that spills off the lips and on to digital tits. That didn't even rhyme, but I'm just trying to get, let's get the juices going on this good, wonderful day to be alive with our eyes open and thankful to be able to do these things, man. What's happening to the Trizob? Exactly. So if this is your first time joining us. We are Skip the Tutorial video game show. Me and Todd get together every week and we discuss the games we've been playing, some news, and then we have a roundtable. Sometimes we do top sevens, but this week's a roundtable episode. Todd, what are we talking about this week? <laughs> Whatever the fuck we want. Yes. That's what this week is. It, it, yes. We actually be talking about the Oscars because I don't, we talked about it like normally. We don't like. I don't give a fuck about the Oscars. Oscars. I don't know about you guys. I know you came here for video game talk, which we'll we'll talk about. You know what I'm saying? We've been on the game. Well, I've been on the game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he, he's been on the game too. Don't let him fool you. He's talking. He's just I still he's got being, my game again. This he's week. being Brian. Let's not forget. This is the guy with the rubber mallet around the corner. Sometimes, so true. always my dog, my dog. Have but you nah, ever man. seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Just four times. Oh, that's when I was, why did I move to Texas? <laughs> why did I come here? Did you see nah, this movie? Let's not. I love Texas, here. man. It's like I love for the old, the old Arkla Tex area. But um, yeah, the Oscars. I don't know. We just got into a weird conversation about it a mm-hmm. few days ago. We were like, "Fuck it, let's just talk about it on the show." So you know, we still get to talk about some news and some games, but um, we just a little bit different. Throw y'all off, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Hit you with the juke move. Yes. And talk about some Oscar entertainment. Pop culture, if you will. Let Pop my boy culture. breathe on it a little bit. If y'all didn't know, he is a professional when it comes to the movies. So, yeah. I've, I've obsessed with him almost as much or more than in video games my entire life. And it not is- just hentai porn. Real <laughs> movies. Uh, there's that, too. Uh, <laughs> what are you saying? It's not real, Todd? It's real movies. Those are art forms. I'm just saying. Those are art well, forms. I, all right. If you say best movie of the year is Octopussy on this episode, bro, uh, you're going to completely invalidate yourself from your movie critique and expertise. <laughs> so just let's throw that out there right now. I do nah, have this year my top three favorite movies of the year. I do. Just for you guys. and We'll, we'll get into that. Um, hint. 
it's not on the list, but it made my top ten, and that was Tales from the Hood Part Two, because I love that movie. I've watched it three more times. You're three ridiculous, man. Times. I am actually really excited about some of these this this gaming stuff though yes. going on right now. All bullshit aside, so we just we're taking a little quick swivel but fuck it ride with us you know what i'm saying if you're a part of the yeah. tribe you already know what time it is you know how these things go and if you're new to everything welcome yes welcome welcome, welcome. we actually do have some shout outs but before we get to that we do want to remind everybody that skip the tutorial skip the tutorial is brought to you by l-o-u-c-b-d l-o-u-c-b-d oil we cbd oil is awesome it's it's kind of this revelation Oops, audio problems. There we go. Uh, L-O-U-C-B-D. CBD oils is kind of revolutionary. It's been around for a while, but it's really become mainstream the last couple of years. Um, you know, it helps a lot of people with PTSD. It helps people with, you know, chronic pain, chronic headaches. There's a lot that, you know, applies medically as a supplement to it. But L-O-U-C-B-D, not only will you get 15% off your first order if you use the affiliate code STTPOD at checkout, just remember, it's manufactured in the USA. It's organically grown hip. It's THC-free. It's non-GMO. Uh, it's phytocannabinoid-rich hemp oil. It's free of pesticides and free of heavy metals. Free of heavy metals. So Slayer. Slayer. Go check that out, though. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous, bro. That's the fucking Slayer story. This Slayer story is my favorite story. We may tell that a little bit later. All I'm saying... That's on you. It's, you it's, tell the story. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, you can't be gay if you're uttering the word slayer. It, oh. it just can't be gay. That's, <laughs> just leave it, leave it alone. I'm going to leave it at right that. Now. Save, it, save it for later. Save it later. Did, did I cut you off in the middle of the spot, bro? No, no, really no, no. We about. were good. We were good. Yeah. Uh, no, but, the, the CBD oil shit, I, I'm excited about. In fact, I was, you know, I was at the hospital all day yesterday, and one of my favorite yeah. people in the world flew in from Atlanta, and she is a emergency room doctor or whatever and i actually was asking her about her opinion on the cbd oil thing because you know i ran out which means i I need to get some more myself you know what i'm saying but i was just asking her professional opinion making sure it wasn't just some buffoonery and you know uneducated uh information going out there to the tribe and so on and so forth and she you know she gave some positive reviews on her ideas on it you know what i'm saying on the possibilities but definitely check your states you know and don't be looking to get high we had a conversation about bad sauce and people without yes. faces, you know, <laughs> on previous episodes. If you want to check that out, I think that was the episode before last. You know what I mean? But one uh, of my favorite and, conversations we've ever had. Hey man, and it, and the people is cool, man. But I gotta reach out to to oh, you know, the L O U C B D folk. I was having, you know, I gotta go ahead and get get my order, my goddamn self. But yeah, bro. Yeah. Now, also before we get started, we got some shout outs this week, Todd. We got some love from the tribe. Which is always appreciated. Shanice on Twitter. Shanice on Twitter says, At STT Pod, she quotes our last episode where we said, This week is on a whole other level. She said, Yo, this year has been on a whole nother level. Y'all are whack, but I love it. Hashtag stay humble. Well, thank you, Shanice. <laughs> thank you so much. For real. <laughs> that was really uh. awesome to hear. It really was. That was funny. Um, also on the tribe, we got some new members, Tyler Lloyd and Shane Morrison, Tyler Lloyd and Shane Morrison. Welcome to the tribe claps for joining. So excited. Tribe is growing. Todd tribe is growing. Can I start a cult yet? That's what I want to know. Can I start a cult yet? Off air. We'll discuss it. All right, cool. 
Uh, <laughs> and then Jeff Brooks emailed in referencing episode 39. Jeff, you've emailed us before. Um, I did not reply to your email because I actually wanted to discuss this a little bit on air because you gave us some good food for thought. You said, hey, guys, while listening to episode 39, you and Todd were discussing that there is a new law going into effect at the end of 2019, which states upcoming games will have to take players into disability with consideration. Um, could this be some could this be the caveat that finally raises the ceiling on the fifty nine ninety nine industry standard for video games? I know in the past you've discussed that you'd be willing to pay more for a game if it's well polished and full of good content. As development cost continues to rise, and now this new enforced stipulation on game development, could this new enforced law be the thing that game developers use to raise prices? I was wondering your thoughts on this, as well as the bigger picture of government involvement in the development of video games. And he does say, note, I'm not a disabled gamer. Gamer, I do not have anything against the disabled community, and I encourage video game accessibility for everyone. The news story just made me think of loopholes that could potentially be exploited with government involvement in the development of games. Keep up the good work. Love the podcast and the STT tribe. Humbly, Jeff Brooks. And then he also asked Todd, is everything okay on the J-O-B front? So we got a few questions to break down there. First off, as we put your whole name out there, um, yes, thank you, bro. <laughs> I really do appreciate um I really appreciate that. I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? I'm fine. I'm, <laughs> like, yeah. It's okay. I'm like, it's still some things that need to be worked out, but I'm definitely not without, uh, you know, gainful income at this point. But um, the looking out, you know what I'm saying, is so solid for real. And as usual, man, appreciate the emails, appreciate the love, appreciate the genius level question in my in my eyes. That's a good one. Um, what were you about to say about it, though? I'll cut you off so rudely. No, 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 no. It's okay. Uh, probably nothing insightful at all. Uh, well, I was, I was probably gonna just going to ask what your question. thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say to to in short, you know, with that genius question, it does make me, you know, second guess my initial opinion, and I'm thinking like, hey, if you're mentally challenged, and it's going to be a reason why my games are going to cost more money, then maybe you should just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and you need, you know, work it out. Like that's that's a better way to handle it. I, I don't like the government in my business. I believe in. And, you know, every man pulling themselves up by their bootstraps, whether or not one leg is shorter than the other, you got a chance to be closer with the sock that you put on before you put on the boot and then you strap it. And once you get all that squared away, learn how to play the game. Figure it out. The end. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. My personal opinion on it is, you know, as far as – I don't know. I don't like the idea of government involved in much of anything like this. Entertainment-wise. Entertainment-wise, I don't. Um, Do I believe regulation should exist in certain facets? Absolutely. I worked in construction. I saw what some of those shady bastards used to do. Come on. Just saying. I've seen what can happen in those situations. However, I mean, the, the idea, too, is that maybe it could be an access point for developers to raise prices on games, quoting the new law that's going into effect. However, I'd also like to see statistics showing how many disabled players actually have, you know, in what the effect would be essentially is how many disabled players actually purchase video games and play video games. And if this new law does increase prices, how many players will still be accessing those video games at a disabled level, etc. Now, I feel like everybody should have access to play a game for sure. But there is also a lot of third party development that's gone in on for disability access to video games 
Xbox has their whole disability controller, which is really a cool thing. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it is an interesting concept. It's, 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 I think it's a very complicated matter. Um, I don't know if it's managing to the exception at this point. Um, but I don't believe the government should be involved. I don't think it's that complicated, bro. I don't think it's that complicated. I mean, but I'm simple minded. So that's why (laughs) I think you, you nailed it. I think that what brought this whole conversation up initially was the third party ancillary, like the accessory, basically it's more so of like controller, um, adaptations to be more convenient for those with handicaps not necessarily yeah or you know what i'm saying not necessarily software changes i don't know if that yeah. how much that would change the developer side of it as far as games i'm sure you know there's already games out there that are designed for people with, with issues you know what yeah, i'm saying it's yeah. not it's not i don't think it's going to be the situation where they'll ever be, be able to make games that like if you're epileptic for for example like just through the nature of yeah. the medium you're not going to be able to develop that out of it you know what i'm saying that um, yeah risk of playing a game but um as of right now i, I don't i don't know i don't I, really more important i don't see how um it would increase costs i think it's more of a concern of government regulation which i could understand yeah completely like that's really the main issue cost i mean it's just opening up an entirely different market basically so you really might be able to keep costs down if you expand uh, the pool of people that have access to it but that's just my humble opinion on yeah. this side. That's um, also true. That's know. that's a good point. If you expand the pool, you may be able to keep costs down by raising profits. That's also one of the other arguments that can be made for it as well. Because you're right. I don't know of a lot of software changes except making the game interface with the third-party controllers and third-party accessories. Which, you know, I mean... Look, How difficult could that be? That's my question. It's like, I don't think it's a... You know, because they do these things where they have it where... You know, like take Windows, for example, or PC. If you're playing games on a PC, you can plug in a 360 controller and it reads that 360 controller with a simple DLL plug-in. Back in the day when I was trying to get it to work with my PlayStation 3 controller, there was a plug-in where you could map a PlayStation 3 controller online. Um, You know, so it's... And that was a very simple free plug-in. So, you know, how difficult is that really? I'm not a developer. I don't know. If anybody out there is a developer, hit us up at skipthetutorialpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts are and if this is a difficult uh, or situation or another barrier for game development. Speaking Uh, of barriers and governments, that's another thing. I may have said it on the show again, but I'm just an advocate of one thing the government is doing, and that's building the barrier. And I just want them to do half of a dome and call it Project Home. You dig? Yes, let's move into the future. I just want a future where Escape from New York and L.A. exist. I want those futures. Kurt. Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt. Snake Plissken, the inspiration for Solid Snake. Metal Gear Solid. Did you hear the the, the scoop about the Google machine, though? Metallurgy? No. No. I didn't. Shout out to Dreamcast guy. We need to start, like, linking um certain people that we reference. <laughs> like, but For sure. He, he spilled the, uh, you know, Google's uh, system that they're trying to put out. Oh. They're looking into buying large licensed games like Metal Gear Solid and things like that so they have exclusivity where you can only play it on their system where you can only play it on their game there's already been some gameplay on it and it's supposed to be something you know akin to Xbox One S okay it's like supposed to already be uh, if it's not like done 
it's supposed to be close to being done as far as Google stepping into everything. So I don't know, man. I think that's going to be crazy coming up in the future. That's a complete, I don't know where how we got on that. Just that. Well, I mean, you talk about competition in the video game market. That's actually a good thing. Um, you know, bringing more systems out. And you know what? If you're going to launch a system, having exclusive rights to certain IPs is the way you want to do it. Sony. <laughs> I mean, Nintendo, Sony has exclusives. Nintendo has had that market of exclusivity because they work with their own IPs all the time. And now they've expanded out into the more third-party stuff with the Switch by having the Switch bring a lot of remasters and stuff onto the games. Um, all I want from the Switch, and we'll move on to what we've been playing, all I want from the Switch is for it to be a handheld PlayStation 3. Uh, just a lot of PlayStation 3 rebuffs coming out. That's what I want. Uh, but talk- I think Xbox is gonna get their exclusive shit together in this next generation. It'll be fun to watch. It will. And be. I mean, can we can we switch it up this week, man? How, how, can we go? Can I do it? Can I shoot it to you? Like, yeah. So, yeah. Ryan, what have you been playing? <laughs> After over a year of doing it, I don't think I've ever had that question asked to me directly. Um, now, uh, so this week, um, and I'll talk a little bit about it. I haven't had much time. To play much. Uh, I have been playing Battlefield Five a lot um, when I have a moment. Those those matches, you know, when you got 15 or 20 minutes, it's not a bad way to just kind of release some stress. Here's my thoughts on Battlefield Five. It's a beautiful game. It feels like I'm playing war. I get to shoot at people. It's got really cool maps in it uh, right now. Um, I'm enjoying it. I really am. However, I paid 20 bucks for it. So we talked a little bit about this before air. Uh, the terminology. What was that? What was that term we came up with, or that we found? That basically. I'm de- just thinking. I'm stuck on you know the fact that Battlefield Five has been one of the ways you've been relieving some some tension and stress, and you haven't really been gaming too much. Like, what else have you been doing? Does it involve mayonnaise? <laughs> yes, it does. It involves lots <laughs> of mayonnaise. Uh, All right. <laughs> I forgot what the term that we doing. What it's like. It's it's justification essentially. It's like consumer bias justification, something like that. Oh, we're basically yeah, now we said the the post purchase rationalism, post purchase rationalization. That was it. Rationalization. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes, yes. You it's that when up. you it's when you spend money on something so you retroactively apply a positive outlook to it, like pussy. Yes. Exact. Wait. What? <laughs> Sorry, my dog is trying to get some of that right now for my other dog, so I keep having to swat him away. Oh, wow. Because he... Uh, I mean, look, man, let's just find editing points now. Like, I just... these. This is just what we do. It's just no conversation edits. amongst friends. No edits. This is perfect. I'll just I say, I last Sunday, we'll I, had to, I took him to the emergency vet because his 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 red... His his red rocket was so swollen it wouldn't go back. Okay, enough said. Hey man, and look, like, like that was, that was, nah, nah. I'm just saying nah. it's a medical thing. Nah, it's okay. All right, that's good. Uh, um, I was gonna do a shout out, but now I can't do it. Like right after that. So this. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, Battlefield Five. Beautiful game. Beautiful game. You got red rockets. You can fire off. I'm having fun with it though, but I paid twenty bucks for it. Um, so it's an enjoyable game. Uh, but other than that, I've been working on, I've been corresponding with the director um, of some movies that people might know, and I'm not going to mention any of them on here. 
but basically just shooting back premises back and forth via email, talking a lot about development of projects and stuff like that, getting advice. But he asked to see a short film that I made a few years ago. So I've also been spending the week editing together that short film because it's currently in an unedited process. So that's why I've not been playing games as much this week as I normally would. Uh, still playing them, but mostly it's been Battlefield 5. And I will say I've enjoyed my experience thus far with Battlefield 5. I always feel another reason why we're talking about the Oscars. I hope the people can feel the organic of of what we we do we talk about what we love and we love what we talk about absolutely. which is includes the tribe yeah absolutely so todd that's what i've been playing this week my question for you is what have you been playing this week because you got a lot more going on this week than i did and not gaming really world. not 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 so much not so much going on not so much going on um as usual man you know i just keep it consistent uh one thing i haven't played that I'm looking forward to discussing further down the line. I'm glad we didn't kind of just rush to it on this one. And I'm not the biggest fan of the survival horror genre. We address this all the time. Another reason yeah. to shout, shout out Top 5 Adept Death. You can check those guys out too. They're, they're a cool cool bunch of podcasters. But um, Resident Evil 2, man, I'm looking forward to uh, doing a deep dive into that. Um, Me too. As usual, you know what I'm saying? I tried to play Jump Force. I tried to play Jump Force several fucking times. That's it, like over and over again and just frustrated myself. These are the times where I wish I had an Xbox instead of two PlayStation. For sure. Um, but because from what I could understand, you could actually get on on Jump Force. I was really looking forward to getting on that beta and getting a feel for that. We've discussed that in the past, but hopefully I'll get my hands on that um, fairly soon. Uh, in honor of some folks, and I was reinvited into a league a competitive Madden league so I might just run one season and that I started that oh yeah and Sabu motherfucker H-A-N to y'all motherfuckers you know what I'm saying it's, if you don't know what Sabu means it's S-Y-B-A-U that means shut your bitch ass up you know what I'm talking about so if you're on the game and you're doing a bunch of whining welcome you know to that little verbiage you can use it you know what I'm yeah. saying so I've been doing that you know what I mean uh, playing with my saints after that debacle of a call but uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna address that now. That was the worst damn call I seen in the playoffs. But they, my 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 New Orleans Saints people, man, calm down, calm down. Don't be. Let's let's just keep it moving. You know what I mean? Let's just keep it moving. But the main and most important thing that I have gotten a chance to play, and I really am glad that I've gotten a chance to play, is Anthem. Bye bye. Um, that's my question for you this week, Todd. Early thoughts on Anthem. Go. No, just because you asked. Fair enough. Please? <laughs> you did say the magic word. Yes, I did. Okay, so, all right. No, um, Anthem, man, I, I really sincerely have mixed feelings about it. Uh, first, I'm going to start out by saying I cannot in good conscience tell people to go out right now and pre-order the game. Just wait for the free demo to come out. Check it out. Yeah. I mean, I think it's too late now anyway. I don't know. But, um... Maybe not. Maybe you can still try. But I mean, you're going to do what you want to do. But I'm saying that simply because of the glitches in it, the bugs in it. It's supposed to be a game that was, you know, what, six months prior, like the yeah. of the game. You know, it's not a complete game. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They've been forthright about that information as far as it being different than the actual game that's going to the final product, the game that we're going to get our hands on on Feb February 22nd, I believe. Um, believe the next. Yeah, I think it's February twenty second. 
I believe the next demo weekend is like February 1st, February 2nd, something like that. Double check it. But I can't tell well, people to go out and get it now. I would I would definitely suggest, I'm going to just get this out the way. I would definitely suggest that you do research on it before you invest into it. Because it's a lot of mixed information. Like, it's not very clear. Like, I've, I've read sources that stated that there was going to be no microtransactions in the game. There would be no loot boxes in the game. I've also had the counter argument that there's concerns about the way that the game is built as a always online game, that there will be loot boxes and there will be microtransactions with, which if that is the case of so the latter fact, like becomes fact, then it's going to be an issue as far as gameplay is going to affect it. And I, then at that point I can understand why some of the higher ups actually left, you know, the company during production of this game. But, and also I'm, it, I'm looking forward to, and this is something maybe we'll discuss down the line since it's another game that's similar to this that's coming out a couple of weeks later, The Division 2. Like, who's going to win that yeah. crown this year? So, like, you know, I might look into, like, a Anthem versus Division 2 topic conversation and maybe bring some folks in. But, That'd be a good one. That'd be a very good one. Uh, Real quick, it does come out on the 22nd, and the free demo is on February 1st. There we go. Thank you for fact checking it, sir. Much appreciated. But um, I mean, look, man. With all that said, I've said a thousand times how much of a Bioware. Um, I don't know. Mass Effect is is one of my favorite games. I always reference it. Shepard, it, it's yeah. You know, it brought in a certain genre of games in a masterful way that that left you with emotional, um, with with emotions from like the storytelling and yeah, like, actual sure. consequences from choices and things of that nature. Which was why it was such a letdown when Andromeda came out. But Anthem is super Mass Effecty feel. And uh, that okay, cool. Makes me feel great. It's like the fact that the idea, the possibility, or the prospect that you can build your own war machine in a Mass Effect world that though it's always online, like the the time I got to spend with it, the first scene that i got to see the first first cut scene it seems as if it's a really well thought out well written storyline yeah it's gonna be built into it and that is what the original destiny was missing that's another point it, it does what i was looking for from it personally yeah. was for it to be what destiny was supposed to be when it initially launched like the promises that they were given and i believe that and i'm hopeful that they truly have an opportunity to provide that for people yeah there's the opportunity there but i'm still hesitant until we get closer to the release of the full game and we all get a chance to get our hands on it and really see what you know the currency system is going to be like and and how they're going to use that is it going to be a game that's going to be primarily cosmetic which if that's the case then we have something here. Like when I got up this morning, I was looking to try to play Anthem just naturally. I couldn't yeah. it, when I when I've played it, it is a lot of fun. It's it, it's the customization in it. Like if you look at my javelin, it's super dope already. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, I'm fucking with it already. So hopefully, I think I sent you that friend code or whatever. You did. You, you did. Chance, I'm gonna try to get on it. Check it out. I know you're gonna. I know your ass will be on Resident Evil Two after this, though. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, you know, well, like I said, I look forward to talking about that more so next week. But I just want to be real with myself. If I didn't touch Anthem, I mean, I think that's one of the first video game conversations that me and you had. So, I mean, do what other like? Did you have some questions about it before you before you download it before you yeah. get into it? Uh, I mean, I guess one of my main questions is how does the combat feel for you? Great. 
sure. amazing to me. I mean, you, you know, I'm personally more of a third party combat guy anyway. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not going to be as fine tuned as, as some of the top ranked, top tier first person shooters. You know what I mean? But I don't have yeah. that expectation because of the way the battle system is set up, because you have attributes that you use that are very important on each different build and you can customize those down to like uh, javelin like you start out with the ranger the most balanced uh javelin i haven't had a chance to unlock the other ones yet so yeah. hopefully i'll get to that more today but one of that one of the attributes you have you use a grenade you know just a throwing grenade but yeah. the thing is you can go down and you get different types of throwing grenades like one with one build i had frozen grenade another build i have the fire grenade you know and that's another thing too it it breathes a sense of like thought like you have to think about what you're doing before you go out into the vast world yeah and it does feel vast to me just because i'm looking at it from the perspective of like, how many demos have i ever played where i felt like i could spend five hours with it yeah. Where it wasn't a situation where like a 2K comes out, I play a couple of games on the demo. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I'll just wait for the game. Like I'm looking forward to it. So if I'm getting that just from the demo, there's hope there. Now, with all that said, it's a lot of repetitive gameplay. Yeah. How much of a story is there? Like, is it really good? Is the the lore like it feels like the lore could be there to keep it drawn in, you know, fan base, but we, we remains to be seen. We don't have the full game. And then, like, what's the end game like? How are they going to do this with an always online game to keep that fan base, you know, latched in with that brand loyalty? But they definitely have a great opportunity here. Like, I'm looking forward to us playing because that definitely would bring a different different aspect to the game. I pretty yeah. much soloed it and, you know, normal matchmaking. Um but you know, and right now, like, hopefully they could clear up some of the glitches. That's the main reason. Like, if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for, was for some of the issues with the servers shutting down and people not being able to get on regionally and things like that, I, I would definitely say, you know what, fuck it. Like, if you do what you want to do, like, put yeah. your hands on it. Because any kind of ready player one opportunity that's out there, I'm gonna be an advocate of right now. Oh, for sure. Which, yeah, I, I guess that's not necessarily good or bad. Um. But I definitely can see the potential of it not falling off like Red Dead Online as far as a lot of streamers, Twitch streamers, things of that nature. It, it can just be a lot of fun. Just, you know, it could be a whole culture built around it. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm definitely hopeful for it, though. Like, I wouldn't be discouraged by any kind of too much negative press about it. Because, number one, it's a it's a pretty game. Too. Yeah. Like, the graphics yeah. are there. It's smooth. It's It's definitely a lot of you know, diversity between the enemies and things, it, just the way you, you get around and the, the flight feels great. It's easy, you know, and just the fact that you can fly around, the verticality of it is there. You, the fact that you can go on, the, it's there. You know, it's like fucking playing War Machine and Avatar a little bit. There's so much that can be done with that. And if you can't tell, I'm super excited about it. So, um, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I got as far as what I've gamed. What I wanted to game and what also what we'll talk about more is Ace Combat 7, Unknown uh, Skies, I believe. Oh, yeah, is. for sure. Yeah, Ace Combat, I got to give a quick shout out to David, man. He said, you know, because <laughs> you've been on it. Uh, he's like, it's a little bit anime, but it's cool when, he, when you complete a lot of missions and everyone is freaking out about your insignia on the battlefield. Your squadron makes it clear that they believe in your skills as a pilot to get them safely uh, to where they need to go, whatever. Lots of customization 
and you can take online matches to get points to unlock stuff for single and multiplayer. Uh, and it also, you know, when you buy, you get Ace Combat 5 for free. So that's another one I feel pretty confident. It's going to be a lot of fun, but I'm going to spend as much time with Anthem as I can this weekend before we push into the next week and get into some Resident Evil, you know, and talk a little bit more about probably me, probably about Ace Combat. But that's pretty much all I got, brother. That'll work, man. That'll work. Well, we will uh, be back with some news. Stick around for some news. Aight. Welcome back to Skip the Tutorial, where we're talking about the news, news, news. We got lots of news this week. Newsies on the street. Read it here, folks. Only here. 50 cents a paper. 50, is, are papers still 50 cents, Todd? Paper? Yeah. Shout out to Jesse James. Yes. Shout out to Jesse James. Yeah, he had a fire top uh, seven underrated games. I definitely can dig it. The Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction was definitely an underrated game. Oh, he also brought up, um, what was that one? Uh, Dead to Rights. Man, I used to love mm-hmm. that game. You remember that had the bullet time in it and everything? That was definitely an underrated game, too. Good yeah, list. I agree. Keep that was coming with any of your list, folk. Yeah, there was another one, too, that I almost put on there. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Let me see if you can, if I can jog your memory on this, Todd. It's the one where you wake up and you're locked in prison. And the prison gets overrun by like monsters and zombies and you break out and you got to fight your way out. And you have these memories of you like of you've been arrested for killing your wife. Do you remember that Bro. one? The Condemned. <laughs> the <laughs> Condemned. Not, I mean, I just, yeah, that was fucking crazy. Digital titties. I think it was. Um, there we go. There we go. Back on track. No, it wasn't Condemned Criminal Origins. <laughs> that was on my list. It wasn't The Condemned. I don't remember what it's called. If I think of it later, I will talk about it. Uh, but no, we're talking about the news this week. Roll that news spot. News spot, Anchorman. Beep, 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 beep. Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor, Ron Burgundy. Chamkine Sports. Rick Tamlin Weather. And your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. It's Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. Nice one, Minnie. Uh, my dogs are insane today. I don't know. They're on a whole nother level of crazy. Uh, anyway, on to the news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so first piece of news this week is the development on Retro- Metroid Prime 4 has been completely rebooted by Nintendo. It's been in development for a long time. Nintendo got to look at some of the... the, the they call them uh, checkpoints, where they come in and checkpoint the, the development of the game. They didn't like what they saw, so they completely scrapped everything and went back to the drawing board. That's a, that's a, that's a sign of a company who's taking care of their, their product. That's the one thing I'll, I will give them, is Nintendo expects nothing but quality from their first-party IPs. That's, that's, I'm okay with that, really. The longer we wait, as long as we get a bit good Metroid Prime game, uh, you know, it's better than Metroid, what was it, Hunters, I think, that came out. Metroid Hunters that came out for the DS that I did not like. Um, and that latest Metroid game for the DS that came out a couple of years ago was actually a lot of fun. Uh, the 2D side-scrolling Metroid. Very good. Todd, are you excited about Metroid? Have you played Metroid before? Um, yeah, back in the gap, but I mean, it's not, it's not 
when it comes out, I'll, I'll get it, and, and that'll be a reintroduction into the series. Yeah. And I, I wasn't like an overly uh, excited Metroid player, but I, I mean, that's who I played with on Smash Brothers or Ultimate or Ultimate Smash Bros. That was like my introductory character. So, I, you know, I'm look interested in old Samus. Um, I'm just glad that they waited be- for a consumer like myself or something I wish Bethesda would have did with Fallout 76. Yes. So anytime I hear about this, just overall in the gaming industry is good to hear. And I mean, Nintendo's known for that. So, yeah, know, they shout really out, Shouts out for them for not putting out shit unnecessarily. And I mean, they got they got the money to do it. So that's what's up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next piece of news, the PlayStation has their essential sales going on right now. So some highlights for you guys. Uh, Battlefield 5, currently twenty nine ninety nine. Jump on there. Jump on the game with me. Let's go shoot some Nazis together. Let's go shoot some Nazis together. Um... You know, I always feel kind of weird when they actually make you play as the Germans in the game, and I'm like, why am I screaming in German? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling that part. Just kidding. You have to do it. You have to play it. Somebody has to be the bad guy, right? It's just like in every other game, like Counter Strike. Somebody has to play as the terrorist. That's how it goes. Um, Just Cause Three XXL Edition is eight ninety nine. Todd, I know you're a fan of the Just Cause series. Is this a good buy for people to pick up Just Cause Three for eight ninety nine? I would think absolutely. So. And I, and I meant to say Just Cause Four last time I was talking about underrated games, but yeah, for sure. I mean, it's yeah. If period, check it out. Eight ninety nine. It's a good deal. It's definitely one you should have in your library. Yes, sir. Uh, Dead Cells ended up on my top seven of the year list. Seventeen dollars and forty nine cents. That's a game. That's a great game worth at the full price of nineteen ninety nine. It's only a couple bucks off. Burnout Paradise Remastered, five ninety nine. Absolutely, absolutely classic. I bought that for the Xbox. I found it at Target for six dollars. Um, now I kind of wish I would have bought the PlayStation version. Uh, Hitman Two, thirty five ninety nine. I've heard good things of Hitman Two. I know you have as well. We both have. I heard it's an underrated game from twenty eighteen. Uh, just came out pretty late in the year. So a lot of the times when games come out that late in the year, they don't get a lot of recognition. Uh, God of War, $25.99. It was our number one game of the year. If you haven't played it yet, play it. Buy it. It's it's totally worth it. And at $25.99, you're definitely going to get your money out of that one. Um, great game. Excellent storytelling. A lot of fun combat, etc. And then GTA 5 Premium Online Edition for $14.99. GTA 5. Come on, that's a classic. That's already a classic. You gotta... If you haven't played GTA 5, what are you doing with your life? Like, please go play it. Like, go spend the hundreds of hours you need to in that game to enjoy it. Uh, it's so much fun. It's basically like GTA Crack Edition. Where they brought back the fun after four was, you know, criticized for being overly, overly dark, if you will. They they criticized that one a little bit. I like four. Even though, though. even on I enjoy four, but I got it. Maybe because it was a Russian. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we don't like Russians. <laughs> well, there's I like the, to say Putin though. Yes. Every time Putin. Does he know his name's a joke in the U.S.? I'm sure. Yeah, he that's, that's probably why he stole that ring from Robert Kraft. That's, that's true. That's a gangster motherfucker. Yeah, that's true. Uh, next piece of news: the Switch's version of Final Fantasy X and X2 remastered will have a download code for X2 in the Western world, in the in the United States. The Western version, you have to download X2. In Japan, it's all on the same game card. My question to you, Todd: 
Does this have to do with the micro SD card industry in the United States? Does this have to do with... So they fit in on one game card in Japan, but over here in the United States, you have to download it separately. And we know the storage space on the Switch is limited, and you need that micro SD card for downloading larger games. So do you think this has something to do with possibly the uh, micro SD industry influencing this decision? Yes. That's a, that's a great observation and great question. But as of right now, with my limited knowledge on it, I would say I would <laughs> err on the side of yes. Me too. I don't Anytime have any knowledge dealing on with this. money, baby. Anytime it's dealing with money and business, baby, I'm going to lie on the side of they're trying to maximize profit. That's kind of generally how it works now. Hopefully, you know, these companies are, <laughs> they mean their, their you know, fellow man well. And Hopefully. they're not worried about stockholders. But, you know, that's, I mean, whatever. <laughs> well, we do know, too, that in modern age, the oil change life on vehicles is being influenced primarily by body shops and mechanic shops all over with that whole, what, 3,000 miles, they say, but most modern engines can go up to 7,500 miles or 10,000 miles without an oil change. Especially so you mean with to synthetic? tell me I could go further in my javelin if it wasn't for the mechanic? <laughs> yes! Go further that in your javelin. Bitch. I know. They always get you with that. Uh, sure. Oh, man. Kingdom Hearts 3 has an official uh, gameplay time. Um, according to, uh, I think it was GameSpot, they said it takes about 30 to 35 hours to complete the main story. 30 to 35 hours. Um, with Big D... That's, that's, a, that's some good gaming right there, man. I heard that Michael Jackson is a boss in that game. Oh, no. I, oh, no. <laughs> is that fake news? Does he use... It was, was it Bubbles? Was no, that it was the Michael Jackson from Moonwalker? Ah, he there turns we go. Into the cyborg. You remember that is game? That... Yeah, that's why I referenced it. So yeah. look, <laughs> never mind. I love that I, game. I love I don't that know game. Enough about. I wanted to get in Kingdom Hearts, but I see some of the struggles of my my fellow gamers is trying to catch up with the lore of Kingdom Hearts. So I know you fuck with Kingdom Hearts tough. There's um, a lot spent, of lore in that game. Spent months talking about it. I know you did. So I, I look forward to you. You Just know, saying, getting your Kingdom Hearts on. It's not Kingdom Hearts unless there's dead-eyed Goofy in it. That's what I want. I want Man. my serial killer Goofy. Dead-eyed Goofy. <laughs> the body's in the trunk. That's right. Dead-eyed Goofy throwing crack whores out of a second-floor window. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm going to take a little furlough here. Do you remember that movie, Dirty Work? Nope. Okay. Oh, yeah, with, uh, with uh, Norm McDonald. No, it's got Norm McDonald and Artie Lang in it. Do you remember that one at all? What is it about? I might, I might, it's, I might just it's be a, something. It's about those dudes who basically are terrible at everything, so they get hired to essentially play large-scale pranks on people to, like, stop development. Nah, I never saw that. I, why was I thinking? Remember that movie about the two trash men? Yes! Oh, What's the name of that movie, Charlie bro? Sheen and Emilio Estevez were in that. They're brothers. Um, oh, hold on. It wasn't Repo Men. Men at Work. Minute work. Minute work. That's Minute what work. it was. That That's was what it. I was thinking about with Dirty. Now I've never seen Dirty Work, bro. Dirty I, Work I, has yeah. ha, has a great moment, and I'll send you a clip in it later. He's basically hired to shut down a car, uh, a dealership, like ruin a dealership who's just a, you know, the guy's running it is a complete asshole, and so like he walks up there and he hires a bunch of like women to get inside of trunks, and he's doing a live commercial and he starts opening the trunks and he walks on the camera and he's like, "There's so many dead prostitutes." 
I've never seen so many dead prostitutes and trunks. It's, it's correct. I don't know how this is going to translate over the air of podcasting without any visuals and everything, but I legit was starting to think like the the way you're breaking it down is, is this some kind of fucking docuseries about like, like <laughs> you know, on Netflix, like after porn three, yeah, what's going on? Oh, Where yeah. are we going with this? This is another reason why we need a half of a dome and call it home to keep out <laughs> some of the dead prostitutes. Fair enough. Why does that come up? Cocaine and prostitution comes up entirely too much on this kid friendly show. <laughs> this is listen to make your kids listen to it. They'll what learn are we lessons. Talking about now, how do we go from Kingdom Hearts <laughs> to dirty work with Norm McDonald putting paying people to fake? dead prostitute what are we doing again we do, we're, we're going down a dark path man we are we need to get off All this right, path let's, let's, let's get back on track xbox one has sold 41 million units worldwide yes Who gives a fuck? that's just news that's the that's the news mostly i brought it up to do some comparison um here so like for example the nintendo switch the nintendo switch has sold. Let me see here. What was that last number? We just in 2018 alone, uh, 19.67 million units in 2018 alone. So they're at 20 million units. How long has the Switch been out compared to the Xbox One? A few years after ones, words, right? Are we are we at two years with the Switch yet? Uh, it'll be two years in March, I believe. Two years okay. in March. Yeah. But the Xbox One itself was actually released in 2013, and Switch is almost halfway to that point where the Xbox One has been. And Xbox One has released three separate versions of their system. So I'm just saying, it's kind of an interesting comparison. We talk about who won this gaming cycle. Sony's clearly won the gaming cycle. Uh, but Marvel Spider-Man, next piece of news. Marvel Spider-Man is the best-selling superhero video game in over a decade. Is that a surprise to anybody? Is that really? That game sold like crazy. I mean, that was a huge game for Marvel. Almost made a game of the year list for us. Uh, well, it did make the game of the year list. but Yeah, but damn it was like number one, arguably, yeah. just for, for different reasons. But uh, yeah, yeah, not a surprise. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear real shit get supported. Yes, sir. For sure, for sure. Uh, a new patent filed by Nintendo indicates that there's potential 3D gaming coming to the Switch. So maybe moving towards more towards the Nintendo 3DS, the 3D style of gaming that they did. Look, I admit that 3DS, the, the 3D part of that's pretty cool, but I never use it. I never use the 3D. Um, I think it's cool and it looks cool, but I just never use it. It's kind the of a second gimmick. generation's 3ds is though were dope. It was a dope machine. I had like <laughs> that was that was a dope machine. That, that was I agree. Nintendo does well. Nintendo always has done well with their handheld market. I I, I dug the 3ds. Um, you know we'll we'll see how it turns out with the Switch. I, I needed to look in more so on the they were trying to come out with like a Switch Pro I heard or something like that. We'll see. But I I, I unfortunately I don't have enough time to pay play my Switch as is now. But I love that I have it. It just still makes my Me heart too. warm. Me feel too. Real good. I mean, tonight while we watch whatever movie or TV, I'm probably going to get on there and play some more. Uh, you know how I am about my Monster Hunter Generations. It's a good game to pass the time. It's that or Solitaire. That's a game I forgot to mention. I played a lot of Solitaire this week. I don't know why. For some reason, I get into these weird kicks where I'll just sit there and play Solitaire for a couple hours. I like Solitaire. It was the first game I ever really played. Um, 
You also learn trying to learn how to play the harmonica like an old Vietnam vet, so none of that really is surprising. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes I'm just sitting here or surrounded by books and Blu-rays and movies, and I was just like, what do I want to do with my time? I have a world of entertainment in front of me. I'm going to play solitaire. That sounds fun. And it truly is, Todd. It truly is. <laughs> Uh, Network Next. Network Next is building an internet fast lane for gamers. First game they're going to start out with and try this on is Rocket League. I don't know how I feel about an internet fast lane because we've talked about net neutrality and this being one of the issues with net neutrality is the fast lane access. I don't know how I feel about this. Well, I, I know how you feel and it's on the whole episode where we talked about net neutrality. Yes, specifically. I am for net neutrality. It did not need to be shut down. It needs to be brought back. Uh, the idea of a fast lane for gamers, though, and you talk about opening competition into the ISPs and net neutrality allowing that, I think that's interesting, depending on price ranges and reasonable prices and stuff like that. I just, a fast lane, like how much is it going to cost? You know, what games are going to support it? It's just kind of a weird fixture, an idea that I inherently don't like, but I can see the arguments for it. I mean, what are your thoughts on this whole like development of a fast lane specifically for gamers, essentially? I haven't done enough research on it. Fair so enough. I, I don't want to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Is that's that's actually a, a deeper subject where I don't want to just come up off the cuff and speak about it. Like when it's more of a reality, something that's going. You know, we're getting a little bit closer. Maybe yeah. that's definitely that's actually one that I think we would need to respect more than just like a, Fair a quick hitter conversation. Um, yeah, I'm sure Jeff will get us for that one. Actually, Jeff, what are your thoughts on that as well? That that's when we need a pencil, and it's 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 going to be a good year for subjects. Yeah, it's gonna be a good year for subjects like that. I look forward to that conversation, but yeah, I don't, I don't really have a, a educated opinion on that one, or even you know anything to make. That's not one to make jokes about. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, uh, yeah. Netflix is in talks for a Resident Evil series, Resident Evil, and I believe a live action Resident Evil series at that. So that I would really enjoy. I think. Uh, now, what's interesting about that? is uh, I want to see how this Netflix original content is going to be able to build up and try to compete with the new Disney s- streaming service that's coming out. Me too. So I'm speaking of cost as far as like a Hulu dropping their costs as opposed to Netflix raising their costs all in efforts to prepare themselves for the Disney giant, which owns us all. But um, that's one I can see. Have maybe maybe that's one of those series. Maybe they're they're trying to take the Walking Dead angle. I know it'll be people like you that'll not be able to not watch it. And me, yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah, At least yeah to for check sure. it out. Yeah. Now, will it have sticking power? I don't know because if it does anything like the Punisher Two is doing for me right now, so far I'm disappointed. So hopefully they. That's do what I've heard. Yeah, 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 so far. But uh, but I mean, I know a lot of people are excited about Resident Evil series, so it should be cool. It should be cool. I, I, that's another one we might have to revisit next week when I know we spend more time on the Grand Resident Evil Two that I know the tribe was looking forward to hearing about this week. <laughs> but I think it's one of those ones we probably rather let simmer and talk about it a little bit more in depth instead of rushing it. Like, yeah, I know Josh sure as hell wasn't gonna give it as much time trying to get on to Anthem all week, but. 
yeah, Resident Evil series does seem kind of like a potential for dopeness supreme. Well, I just hope it's better than the movie series. Like at that point, it's just, I that that first one I enjoyed, but everything after that was utter utter crap. I just doo doo. Oh, those were just terrible, man. Just especially that that even that last one was just ridiculous. Um, next piece of news, last piece of news. Near Automata's two B character, two B, the the girl with the blindfold that everybody knows and the the short skirt is yeah been. I don't know who that is. <laughs> She's on the cover. I'm sure you and R. Kelly know. Oh Lord! All right, that's enough. I'm gonna stop throwing you <laughs> under the bus, sir. You're you're a kind, kind, wonderful soul. Tell me more about this digital short skirt you said you speak. Of. <laughs> she has been added to Monster Hunter World via modding. You can play as her as mo- in Monster Hunter World via a mod, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, that's why I like the modding community. That's why we had what was it Skyrim with dragons that had Macho Man Randy Savage on them. Like <laughs> it was in- intense. All of them are Pibacho, man. Oh yeah, one more piece of news, man. Did you know Mortal Kombat 11's coming out this year? Yes. Did you know that it's coming out on <laughs> yes. what, what is it, April twenty third, two thousand eighteen? Yes. Mortal oh, Kombat eleven. Oh, I want another Mortal Kombat movie. That's what I do. want. April twenty third. Yeah, man, and it looks like it looks like the story. Good old. That old Unreal Engine and old oh oh man Netherrealm they got another one so yeah I'm, I'm excited about them and right. speaking of the Switch that's gonna be a late port to the Switch like I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited about Mortal Kombat you know I like my my yearly fighting games I think I might start that like this this might be my game of the year already for fighting games like Dragon Ball Fighters was last year Ronda wow. Rousey playing Sonya Blade. In Mortal Kombat 11. Translation of digital titties. I, I actually, those are like warrior digital titties for real. <laughs> like in real life. Like Ronda those Rousey. Been before. She's wrestling now. She's in the WWE. Ah. I forget speaking what. Speaking of Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes. Ronda Rousey. Wrestling in the WWE as Ronda Rousey. Man, I cannot wait to sit back and hear your Oscar shit and listen to you talk your shit. I don't think these people understand. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm about yeah. to unleash hell on you. All right. <laughs> we'll be back with the news. <laughs> news. We'll be back with our Oscar discussion. I'm not talking that much. Welcome back to Skip the Tutorial, where we're talking about the Oscars of 2018. Normally we talk about video games, but the Oscars are kind of interesting this year, and we thought it'd make a good topic. Good. We talk about movies, too. We, we do. We've discussed, we've given full episodes to Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. uh, Black Panther, this bit, it's, uh, Spider-Man. It's been, well, no, that was a, the game. But yeah. we, we, we talk about it. Just a quick disclaimer before you do your thing. I personally believe that the Oscars are a propaganda machine yep. of a racist institution going all the way back to one of the first or early uh, winners of Birth of the Nation, um, shown Birth of a Nation shown in the White House, which was an Oscar winner. And that's part of the reason why this conversation is happening. Disclaimer, over. Fair uh, enough. Uh, the Oscars are definitely a circle jerk with a lot of racist indications that have been around for a long time. Um, it's an institution that celebrates itself in very masturbatory ways, and they've constantly done that. That's just reality. 
that's i mean the question if if you're getting mad at what we're saying here the first question i'd like to ask you to ask yourself is when's the last time you gave a shit about the oscars really uh-huh. i just like the fact that you said masturbatory <laughs> <laughs> it's very self-congratulatory look it is and here's the thing dude i spent time and the reason why we're talking about this too and Todd brought this up and I hadn't even thought about that is I actually spent time writing as a movie critic um five years five years writing as a as a film critic um so the idea of the Oscars really comes from a very strange place more than anything it's to not only pull in ratings when it was officially uh broadcast essentially um I believe hold on First broadcast of the Oscars. I'll look that up. Um, but yeah, when it first broadcast, it brought in ratings, but also people realized it was a way to sell films. Um, sell films um, on the market, essentially. It's 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 one of those things that... It, it was March 19th, 1953. was the first time it was ever broadcast by NBC. Uh, but it was used to sell movies, essentially. People realize, hey, look, these movies get nominated. We have an influx of people who go see them in the theaters. Um, that's all it really was. It's it's to sell, it's to make money. Like everything else, everything else we've talked about, it's, it's a money machine is what the Oscars really are. Um, now, for the past few years, they've been called out for, you know, some of the more, uh, the, the, the more, I guess underlying racism that's within the Oscars itself. I mean, we had the big, what was it? Moonlight versus, um, what was that other movie that a couple of years ago, it was, it was pretty decent. Uh, but when Kevin Klein got up there to announce the winner, he announced the wrong winner. Um, and he announced, yeah. he announced the one over Moonlight, which Moonlight was the actual winner of the Oscar that year. Uh, that's a horrible choice. What's that? Nah, let me let me not. I, I think I don't know. I didn't see the movie, but I heard it wasn't really that good. Moonlight. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Eh. It was. I like the. I like the the main actor. I forget the guy's name. Yeah. But he played in Luke Cage. He was dope in that. But yeah, I, I, I heard that was pretty. It wasn't really good. Yeah. It's a. It's an interesting one. That it's 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 really. I in my opinion, my biggest issue with Moonlight is it didn't go far enough. Uh, with its kind of undercurrent and its under underlying storyline, I didn't feel it actually went far enough, so it wasn't being true to itself. Um, sorry. Yeah, and I, I mean, and I don't feel right talking about it without having even seen it at all, or not yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. interested in seeing it. Just some of the my closer compadres was just like, man, that was really trash. Yeah, that's it, all. That that's all. I I mean, I'm glad it won an award. Yeah. No. I, I no, guess. No. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I know that, like I say, this is really more your your area of expertise. I, I've watched a billion movies, you know what I'm saying, but it's not on a level like uh, on the actual critical level like you, as far as like documented writing and everything. I just, you know, me and some of my family speak in in movie talk and relate yeah. real life situations to movies. That's about as far as depth, as far as you know, with movies. But um, yeah. But but kind of the one thing I do want to point out to everybody is as we get into this, you have to remember movies are a form and a medium for the masses. And they're a form and a medium which we translate and dictate our pop culture. It influences pop culture and also it influences culture. We've talked about that several times. Pop culture is culture um, at the end of the day, especially Western pop culture. 
becomes a especially nowadays yeah that was like a great point that you brought up to talk about this as well because this really also was brought up because black panther's on the list yeah it's one of those things like i know you were saying that it was kind of weird when you saw that and it was one of those things more so just because these types of movies comic book hero movies aren't ever at the yeah. oscars they're never nominated for anything and i mean that pretty much spurred the conversation and when you think about overall and overarching just pop culture in general how they're becoming more intertwined um from the movies to the games to your commercials to everything else that's to the internet to what you're watching on youtube to critics and what they're you know talking about everything's becoming more and more intertwined so i think it it, it was a great idea to for you you know for us to or if, you know that you brought it like like hey let's fuck it let's talk about the oscars too nobody else really talking about that because like, you yeah know, like you said because it's a masturbatory circle jerk that's exactly <laughs> what it is that's a, maybe, we can't make that a title uh. <laughs> i wish we could uh but no it, it really is but you know like you said black panther being nominated is an unusual um as i pointed out it's an unusual uh occurrence uh, in addition with a few others that were on here, uh, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Vice all stick out as very unusual nominations for Best Pictures of the Year. Um, and the reason is is that, you know, Black Panther being a comic book movie, generally speaking, now, it's a great movie. It's, it's an amazing movie. It's got a lot of great thematic elements. It's got a lot of, you know, underlying commentary on society in general. And I feel it does deserve to be on that list. Um especially in comparison, it's just not a normal situation. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody as a biopic, uh, generally speaking, biopics don't get nominated because they all follow these same kind of formatic lines. And my understanding, and I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody, but my understanding is it doesn't stay true to the nature um, and true to the reality of the situation that was Freddie Mercury. And then Vice, which while it's an interesting premise, I heard critical praise for Christian Bell in his role, but I've heard that the movie was kind of a mess, you know, just kind of an editing nightmare, just kind of bounces in the tonality of it is very hit or miss. So speaking of those three specifically, those were kind of the ones that took me by surprise. That being said, Black Panther is a great movie and it does deserve to be on here. I've heard a lot of arguments about Avengers being the better comic book movie. Is Avengers the better comic book movie? Yes. Do I think Avengers is the better movie? No. Um, you need a slate of 20 plus movies to enjoy Avengers, um, to really enjoy Avengers. That is. And not only that, the story's not done. You know, that's the other thing is the story's not over with that. They have a sequel coming out this year. Why would you nominate that? It was like when Lord of the Rings was being nominated for best picture and it didn't win until return of the King. And a lot of their argument for that was the story was not complete until return of the King. Um, when you got to see the full breadth of what they were trying to achieve now and what's what's crazy too though just just to yeah bring yeah. that's another thing the reason why this came up because when we did our reviews of avengers infinity war when we did our review of black panther that was one of the points that we talked about months ago when we reviewed the movies originally when it was a situation with black panther we both sat there and said well you know what Outside of it being a comic book movie, it was just a well-written and well-done film. The only real major gripes, and I think these are fair gripes that I had with it, was some of the, you know, just the the mistakes they made with the green screen, yeah. some CG effects, some things of that nature. But as far as the acting itself, the story, and you know, the it's it's, it's innovative within a saturated market, yes. right? So, yes. and I, we have both stated that 
And and it, it, it it's the truth. Like I've watched Avengers Avengers Infinity War way more than I've watched Black Panther. Yes. But as far as just a flat out like a movie, you taking all the the gust and glamour away and all the you know, the fireworks and you know, black widowness away, like Black Panther was a. it's just a great film. It really opinion. is. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it'll be one that I'll be talking about thirty years from now. Avengers Infinity War, I don't know. I might be talking about the next Avengers Avengers movie. 30 years from now you know what I'm saying but, that's true yeah. now oh yeah and the bohemian raspity one question I have for you about that because one thing I did here is okay they might not as, as far as like true to life Freddie Mercury but I also think uh that was one of the reasons why it's been nominated because the actor that portrayed Freddie Mercury when they show a side by side of him I mean he looks, he looks just like him Rami Malek yeah he's amazing I mean, he's from Mr. Robot. Um, now, I mean, and it's generally speaking... Great show. Yeah, I love that show. Uh, but generally speaking, it's biopics don't get nominated because they're so formulaic. And they're naturally formulaic because people have struggles. Um, I want to say that the last biopic that was nominated was Ray. Um, with Jamie Foxx playing Ray Charles. Uh, I, I want to say that's correct. I'm, I don't remember, though, because I... Don't pay attention much to the Oscars, uh, generally speaking. Did he win for Ray? I think I think he may have won. I think it was nominated um, for an Academy Award for either his performance um, or for the actual Best Picture of the Year. Uh, let me check that real quick because I'm I'm a little curious about that Academy Award status for Ray. Uh, yeah, it didn't get Best Picture. Yeah, no, it was nominated for Best Picture. That's the last biopic that got nominated for Best Picture of the Year. Was but it didn't win anything, right? Uh, no, it did. It won. Jamie Foxx won for Best Actor, and it won for Best Sound Mixing, as he Beautiful. should have. Beautiful. He did an amazing job in that movie, and it's still one of my favorite. When people ask me about biopics, I always point to Ray as being like, Ray is probably the quintessential version of a biopic. Like, yep. they did such a good job with that movie. A blind heroin addict. <laughs> That's exact. Yeah, blind heroin addict, play, piano player who got his start by playing in jazz clubs and then moved to country music. And, like, that's it's a bizarre story, but Ray Charles is also a hero of mine. Uh, I love his music. Me too. Me too. Absolutely. Uh, but Black Panther, Todd, I wanted to ask you real quick, too, because um, I've heard a lot of talk about this, and at first I was like, well, I don't think that's going to win, but now I'm coming away from hearing some of the discussion and reading the articles that there's a good chance it will win. Uh, best picture. I think the only reason why it's been nominated is because it's the highest grossing domestic film in the country, and it's a possibility that because of you know it's just to generate ratings in some ways, you know, and maybe bring in a, a, a different audience. But that's completely just my opinion. That's what I think about Black Panther and the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, you know, I like I you know what I'm saying. Do agree with you? <laughs> I do agree with you. Um, now it also did managed to win a couple of other awards this year and speaking of that it you know generally speaking the oscars follow closely um closely around with golden globe so when you look at golden globe awards and the oscar awards generally speaking they they come to the same results um so that's one in the golden globes uh the golden globes i believe black panther won um not, let me check that myself. Let me check real quick. I think it won. Like we actually checking on shit this week. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, we never do this. We actually <laughs> most of the time we rely. It was on nominated. 
It was nominated this year for best drama. It did not win this year. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, yeah, but it was nominated um, for best drama of the year. What uh, one? Uh, let me take a look real quick. What won for the year? So the winner for the Golden Globe was. Let me see here. Winners and nominees. Here we go. Uh, so Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, and then Green Book won for best musical or comedy. Uh, I like the name of that movie. I haven't seen any of these other movies. Uh, I've seen quite a few. Um, I've caught up on a few of them. Uh, but Black Klansman was amazing. That was that was really that's that's that was handled very well. That's an amazing little flick. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I've not seen. The Favorite, I've not seen. Green Book, I have not seen and have no real interest in seeing it. Um, Roma, I did see that on Netflix. Uh, Roma is very. Um, it's interesting. It's good. It made my top seven of the year, which I'll break into. A Star is Born, I haven't seen, and Vice, I haven't seen. So I haven't seen those, but I've seen a lot of the other ones. <laughs> uh, but Green Book, and I want to go back to the reason I want, I don't, I don't have an interest in Green Book, is because it is that the reason I don't have an interest in it is it's a white savior story. Um, that is, it feels like it was designed for the Oscars. Now, that being said, I'll probably eventually watch it, but I get a little bit tired of those white savior stories over and over again. You know, it's, it's, it's I always, don't. I think it's great entertainment. <laughs> well, fair enough. You like what you like. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do get a little tired, like, of watching, like, the constant, like, movie on screen where, you know, it's black male in 1950s, 1960s South struggling and some white dude comes along to save him. Like that's, that's always been kind of, you know, I don't know. That's, you get a little tired of that narrative over and over again. And I feel like it draws a very bad narrative because then it gives white racist like people the chance to go, well, I like that movie. So therefore I can't be this way. And that really bothers me. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it is. I, I like to hear your perspective on these things. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. too, that that's like, it is it's like, cause you know, clearly like, I started out with the disclaimer on the Oscars. For sure, yeah. From my perspective, that's yeah. only fair. Like, yeah. it will, before we go into this conversation, you know what I'm saying? Like, that has to be known. So it's not it, anything, it's, nothing's misconstrued. From my simple perspective, that's all. It doesn't it, make it right. It, but I'm, I'm. my question to you, I guess, is am I crazy for being tired of those stories? Because... The better question is, can you not understand how there's a whole sect of society that isn't driven crazy by this whole mind fuck of america yeah like that's there is yeah you're right there is a whole segment of they're not driven like where, right. where yeah. for a certain sect of people it's a minor annoyance whereas the other sect of people it, it is a part of the you know mental health issue yeah that we deal with it's part of the mental health and the mental leaps and like some of the stuff and I don't know, man. Like, I mean, we've made leaps and bounds, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, it, it's kind of been beaten down into a ground of just, like, yeah. you know, realistic, diverse representation across the board. We've discussed it in games. We, we've discussed it in all forms of entertainment. But, I mean, I think the most glaring times is when you look at, like, major awards like this. You know, but, I mean, there's only so much complaining that can be done. You know, I mean, when, when a certain sector sure. people own everything, you know, that you can't be... 
you know, whatever. They're going to pick what they want. I am glad to see, you know, a Black Panther on here simply because it's really just, it's a, it, I think it deserves to be on there. Whether it wins or not, you know, I don't think it will. Like I said, I think it's, I think the, I think the Oscars putting it on there as a nominee have already won because we're, I mean, who are we? And we're, we're talking about the Oscars. You know yeah, what I'm saying? For like sure. For Kevin sure. Hart de- decide not to do the Oscars is kind of big based on a lot, some, a whole nother aspect of some shit going on with his controversy for, you know, having some tweets back in the gap that were what, against the L- 10 LBT. years ago. Something like that, yeah. I mean, he it was something he had already apologized for, you know, from what I understand. Yeah. Whatever. But I'm like, you know, I'm kind of glad he chose not to do it. It's not that big of a deal. And then most of I mean, I don't know. I, like, would we be even be talking about the Oscars this year if Black Panther wasn't on there? Probably not. I wouldn't you know have paid saying? any attention. I would not and have paid won't, any attention. And it attention. won't win. So, so we got a movie that's going to be the highest domestic grossing movie in the country that is, you know, bringing buzz to the Oscars. That in all likelihood, even based on what you're saying, based on your expertise with the Golden Globe winners, you know, won't win an Oscar. We've talked about the fact that the the type of roles, especially people of color, which is I mean, and the reason why this is important is because that was a very influential movie as far as breaking the barriers of Hollywood's stereotypical Agreed. reasoning for not making movies like this, saying that they won't work and, you know, just ex- broadening and expanding the palette of the American experience, which there's a lot of hope there to, if you really, really push that button, especially in a global economy. But it, it's I mean, I, I don't know, maybe it will win. But if it doesn't, what does that actually say? I mean, what are these other movies and how many of y'all have actually watched some of these movies? I can guarantee most of the people listening to us for sure most of them have seen Black Panther if they've not seen Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, or Vice. Like most people that's listening to us right now have probably have as much of an idea about the movies as I do. And whatever side that they're on on the Black Panther, either they've seen it or they've been influenced more by it. So why wouldn't it win? Yeah. But, you know, once again, it's a masturbatory circle jerk. Well, yeah. And I, I do want to point out, too, one of the things that Black Panther did better than any movie I've seen all year. And that's design a villain that was truly sympathetic, that had organic reasoning for you to be sympathetic with them. Once um, again, a reason why it was a good movie beyond it being mm-hmm. just a comic book film. Well, and a a good guy too in Black Panther, who was also a truly like complicated hero. He was a truly complicated protagonist. If you go back to that movie and watch it. There are moments early on in that movie where they're discussing using their technology um, in Wakanda to help the rest of the world and discussing why they can't be the world's savior. And they get to a point where, you know, T'Challa himself was like, well, we can't be the world's savior. And you see a full character arc and change in T'Challa throughout the movie. He becomes a very intriguing protagonist and he plays a very good foil to the antagonist, which is Killmonger. And, you know, it's a great, it's a great story between essentially, you know, cousins. Like, it's a family dynamic that's involved with it. It's an idea of royalty. There's a lot in that movie to chew on, and there's a lot in that movie that's really amazing, especially for a Marvel movie. You know, just a plain Marvel. Now, was Thanos a great villain? Yeah, Thanos was a great villain, but he's this all-powerful god. You know, essentially, you can connect more with Killmonger than you can well, and, and, and I think Killmonger laid the groundwork for a great role of Thanos 
Agreed. It was really one of the first times, and that was one of the great when when critics got a hold of Black Panther. That was one of the first things that they said. It was just like, well, hold on, we have a sympathetic villain here, and there's a role, you know, that there's some real deeper level shit with this. So yep. it kind of laid the groundwork for Thanos, which was I, I don't don't. This is it's not about shitting on Avengers at all. It's just no, totally, no, for sure. Like it's I, I didn't even know this is the thing about it. Like I didn't even know it was like. I, I may, or maybe I just knew innately that there would be some negativity thrown at this where I just I'm so yeah. blind to it in some points. It's just like, oh, OK, like it's natural, yeah. like it's to be expected. It's not shocking. Like, I don't even look for it because I know it's there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like that, like the wind. Or air. <laughs> You're just like, it's going to happen. It's it's going to happen because. And here's the other thing that really pushes the, the what I love about Black Panther, too is, you know, we need to push past the stereotypes that we have in film. Um, we really do. We really need to push past it. And this is one of those movies that really helps push past certain stereotypes when, you know, you discuss the kind of the weirdly, like, shocking stereotypes that still exist and still, I mean, you have Mexicans who play Native Americans you know, you have a tendency for, we talked about this because I love 80s horror movies. We talked about black actors in 80s horror movies. What's the one stereotype that they always die first, right? It's it's, right. it's always the first. And either they're a athletic person, like a sports star. Like I go back to Friday the 13th part. I think it was eight where Jason goes Manhattan. The black guy in that movie was a boxer. You know, like they had to have him as a boxer. He just couldn't be an interesting character. Or you have the stereotypical, like, that was established in the late 80s, early 90s, gangster pictures where, you know, the black guy's always a gangster or a thug in some form or facet instead of having real true characters come to the screen. Well, and and actually, and it's nice. Exactly. Exactly. And I think a breaking through point is a Black Panther, like our own kind of Superman figure instead of like a white jesus figure like you know what i'm saying like you know that's it's it's entertaining but it's kind of foolish so it's really nice to have that option i never thought i'd see it i mean and that is i mean that's the reason why it's on there like we're so quick to turn around and and be so reactive to yeah. what just came out. It's even hard to recognize classic shit sometimes, like the classic Cokes instead of these new age Pepsis. You know what I'm saying? And it's a classic Coke film. But I mean, I know this is supposed to be overall about the Oscars. It just kind of, you know, channeled down the Black Panther. But once again, that's the reason why we're even talking about the Oscars, because it's just interesting how entertainment, you know, nowadays is, you know, shoveled to us. Oh, and, yeah. And is it and is it something legitimate? Are these institute something legitimate or is it just a part of an overall bigger algorithm man you know what i'm saying and where is that going but uh yeah man i don't know yeah i mean it's a it's definitely an interesting um and i and i love the fact that it was nominated and it deserves that nomination and i've heard people have argued against it and i don't agree with that uh but you know How, how many years has the oscars been around uh since 1927 so what are you looking at? 82 years now, 82 years of Insta, the institution, um, something like that. Right. 82 years, 1927. First winner ever was wings. I own that movie. Uh, very first winner of an Oscar ever. It's a really good movie about world war one pilots. I like, I like that movie. Uh, but no, I also wanted to kind of discuss and break down some of the Oscar stuff here. Yeah, just a little bit. I won't go too much into it. Roma is a Netflix original. 
Uh, it's actually streaming right now. It's a great movie. I really enjoy it. That is not going to be for most people. That is not a pop culture movie. <laughs> that is a very like, this is like you said, when we were discussing it and I broke down the movie, it's a movie they show in film school 10 years from now of like, here, watch this movie. This is what, this is what artistic filmmaking is. Uh, Melissa McCarthy being nominated for the movie. Can you ever forgive me? Um, I still think that this year, the biggest snub came from a movie that's on my top seven, um, of the year. And we'll break down a little bit of that, but, um, that was for, uh, Viola Davis. I think Viola Davis deserved an Oscar nominee for a role in a movie this year. We'll get a little bit into, um, she was really amazing. Uh, supporting actors, of course, Adam Driver from Black Klansman. Sam Elliott gets his first Oscar nomination with The Star is Born. I do like Sam Elliott, and I'm glad he finally got a nomination. Uh, supporting actresses, uh, Amy Adams from Vice, Regina King from If Bill Street Could Talk. Um, I hope Regina wins that one, because if Bill, if Bill Street Could Talk is an amazing, amazing movie. Um, really well done. Uh, directors, you got Spike Lee nominated for Black Klansman, um, Alfonso Cuaron for Roman, uh, Roma, and then you've got uh, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorites, which I love his movies, and they are very, very much acquired taste. I will say that. Most people hate those movies when they see them, but I like them. Animated feature, though, Todd, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I see this great one winning. Film. I see this one winning. Great, great flick, man. It really is. It's a really good flick. Like truly, with high expectations, uh, it was. It you know, I had to see that one. That was a good one, man. Absolutely. It makes me. It makes me okay with wearing. You know, my outfits the way I wear them. I just can be comfortable and over the age of thirty, I can still be considered a superhero. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, best documentary feature. I really think one of mine got snubbed this year, but Free Solo was an amazing documentary. If you haven't seen that, here's the thing. If you don't like heights though, don't watch free solo. Um, it's about a guy who scales the, uh, El Capitan face. Um, in, uh, I believe it's Yosemite, um, national park. And he does it without ropes. Um, it's very, very unnerving to watch the entire thing. I wish I would have seen that in theaters. Um, one of the other ones nominated made my list this year. Um, and then, you know, you've got stuff like foreign language film and editing and sound editing and mixing, which my other thing that I want to talk about, too, was original song was that All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar got nominated. I'm excited about that one. I love that song. I love that song. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel about that old Kendrick and that old Black Panther. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the power of the Panther. Yar. I love it. I love it. And then, of course, Mary Poppins Returns got nominated for it, which I saw that in theaters, and it was all right. It was it was a thing. Um, I wasn't. I mean, it was okay. I've I've kind of forgotten about it over after seeing it. <laughs> Don't need to see it again, essentially. Uh, but I do want to take a moment to break down my top seven of the year, real quick. Todd, will you allow me to tell the people my top seven of the year? Do your thing. All right. My number seven was Won't You Be My Neighbor, the documentary about Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers is a huge influence on my own life. I got a poster or a picture in my room that's of Mr. Rogers with the word imagination on it for a reason. I think he was extremely crucial and critical in the development of... I think we've lost our way. Um, I think we've lost what Mr. Rogers really taught us as kids. And I think it's important for people to remember how important he actually was as a figure. 
I mean, he was the first to really break all sorts of boundaries and go, hey, kids are just kids. You know, they want to use their imagination. They want to play. And a lot of that came from him, you know, developing this very tiny TV show that became worldwide sensation. And my favorite part of the documentary and the YouTube clips available is when he successfully gets funding for PBS by arguing with Congress and just like you being him. He's just being him. He's just being a super sweet guy. And just it's amazing to see somebody so genuine portrayed in such a way. And I think that got snubbed this year. I do. Uh, my number six was Roma. Uh, you know, it's it's the art fan film in me. Like, the art film fan in me can't ignore that movie. It was really well done. It's told at a time where Mexico was in great destabilization because of the government and the student involvement. It's a very dramatic film. And, you know, it follows the, the, the path of a... A woman who is essentially, um, she's a, she's a servant to more wealthy individuals and they do a very good job with showing that world and showing what that world was like. Uh, number five for me was hereditary, hereditary, the horror film hereditary was just so unnerving. You know, it would have been higher on my list had it not been for the ending being so silly. The ending was just ridiculous. Um, but it had a couple of shocking moments and the movie stuck with me. My number four was nominated for Best Picture, Best Documentary Picture of the Year, Minding the Gap on Hulu. Minding the Gap, it follows a man who follows his friends who he's known for a long time, and it becomes about masculinity in America. It really... (laughs) But it does. It becomes about masculinity in America. Uh, Number three, Todd, I've talked about this a hundred times. Mandy, you know how much I love this movie. It's insane. Bill Duke. Yeah, it's never going to get nominated for anything, but the movie is crazy, and I love it for that. It's just the craziest movie. It's a, it's heavy metal, the movie. Like, it's now even better, it's death metal, the movie. Like, that's essentially what this could be called. But it's so good. Um, it actually starts out with a quote um, at the beginning, which I absolutely love. And I'm like, honey, when I was talking to my wife, um, I was like, you need to put that quote on my tombstone when I go, because I love this quote. It is um, the Mandy opening quote. Let me see here. When I but when I die, bury me deep, lay two speakers at my feet, put some headphones on my head and rock and roll me when I'm dead. I was like, that's just so ah, that struck me in a way that nothing has in a long time. Uh, My number two was Black Panther. My number two was Black Panther. It was my number two film of the year. I love that movie a lot. Um, seen it several times since. And the more I think about it, the more it definitely... Like when I started breaking down the themes and the elements in the movie, I was like, yeah, this movie deserves all the praise that it, it gets. It deserves to be on that nomination list, despite people saying no. Um, I think it was more my initial response to it was a little bit more shock because movies, comic book movies don't get nominated. Mm-hmm. And that was really it. And then my number one movie of the year was Widows. Widows was my number one movie of the year. I felt like Viola Davis really got snubbed on this one. Um, You know, and it's a situation that is very sad. But that's been this week's episode of Skip the Tutorial. Uh, If you want to reach out to us, hit us up at facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial podcast uh, or pod. Twitter at stt underscore pod. Uh, Email skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com. And of course, you know, we want to say we always welcome new tribe members. We get that skip the tutorial tribe on the group um, on Facebook. But that's been this week's episode. And as we always do before we sign off, 
Stay home.